Hey friends, this is Michael Bohm with Youth Apologetics Training. Uh, today we're going to start a new series. Sorry I've been out for a while. I've, I've been really sick, uh, kind of nasty cold, and it just, I mean, it just put me out. Between uh, uh, the, the, the business that I run, many of you know that I run a small business, I'm a small business owner, uh, and that business has been going nuts. Uh, the Lord has poured so much work on us, and between that and this sickness and my inability to take time off, uh, it has been a rough couple weeks. But I am back. I'm excited to be back. Today we're going to be talking about the new age. Uh, what is this movement? What's it all about? What do they believe? How do they influence our society and the church? Yikes. Yes, the new age can be found all over in the church right now. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to make a quick announcement. Uh, friends, I went ahead and shut down my P.O. box it comes down to this. Uh, I don't want tithes anymore. Um, the Lord, like I said, has been blessing this small business of mine uh, so much. And I know that uh, uh, full-time ministry is just not going to happen for me anytime real soon. Of course, the Lord can change that at the drop of a hat. But <laughs> at the moment, uh, I can tell that, you know, I, I just simply don't want tithes. I don't want your money, okay? So, um I shut that P.O.B. P.O. box down. If somebody sends something to it, uh, well, the, I would assume the the post office will just simply send it right back to them. So, guys, you know the Lord has blessed me so much. My, me and my family, we're doing fine. So this ministry is a labor of love. I'm going to cover all the costs, and uh, I love that. I, I actually really like that because th that means that, uh, not that I would allow this to happen, but I don't have to worry about it now. Uh, nobody can, uh, uh, try to influence what direction I go with this ministry by their tithes, which happens all the time out in the, uh, church world. Okay. So, uh, you know, I am just one man with a microphone. I am not a 501c3. Uh, I, I cannot be controlled, <laughs> which I think is a good thing. So uh, whatever the case, I just wanted to say that. Stop sending me tithes. I don't need them anymore. Everything is fine. Someday if I go into full-time ministry, I might change my stance. But until then, everything is fine. No worries. So the New Age movement. What is this movement? Uh... Here's a definition that I came up with, uh, and it is so much more, but it is a, a massive movement that spans the globe. It embraces a magical, supernatural worldview uh, that is loosely a mixture of Hinduism and theosophical beliefs. Uh, it's known for occult practices, so many different practices, um, some of them being, more, more the more notable ones would be communication with spirits slash interdimensional beings talking to spirit guides ascended masters uh and 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 dear aunt gertrude um <laughs> people like this right you're you're communicating they are communicating with spirits uh meditation yoga uh pretty much any other occult practice uh that well the individual prefers okay this movement has penetrated and influenced all parts 
of uh, American society. You will find it everywhere from uh, political, uh, the, the, the marketplace, education, religious. Okay, like I said, guys, this can be found everywhere. It is a worldwide movement. It is an age-old deception that goes all the way back to the garden. And I'll explain what I mean here in just a couple minutes. Uh, but it really is a worldwide movement. You cannot go through the checkout stand at the grocery store without seeing this stuff. Uh, it is everywhere. And like I said, it is a magical and supernatural uh, magical slash supernatural worldview. Uh, they view the universe almost like a machine that if you using the right occult practices, do your little, basically like spells, your incantations, your uh, meditations, your whatever, your different, and we're going to go into all the different practices that you'll find within this movement. Uh, but if you do it right, you can influence the cosmos to, to fulfill your desires. It's almost like, um, the universe is a giant pot machine that if you put in the right amount of money and push the right buttons, you'll get whatever snack or pop you want from this machine. Uh, I know that's kind of a funny analogy, but you get what I'm saying. I think, uh, again, it is a blend of Hindu and theosophical beliefs. As we go through and look at a lot of their beliefs, you're going to find uh, a great many of them come straight from Hinduism. Kind of strange. Uh, also, many of them come on, come from theosophy. What is theosophy? I've never covered that in this podcast. I know I've I've touched on it in a few podcasts in the past. Uh, of course, if you want to hear more about Hinduism, I do have a a podcast series on Hinduism. Uh, so look that up. Uh, the, theosophy, there is nothing to date on that subject. I do plan on doing an entire podcast on that subject, but I, I do feel like there's a lot of studying that needs to go into that because I'm a little weak on that subject as well. But we will touch on that today. Uh, this podcast may bleed over into a part two. In fact, there's even a chance it might even be part three. Um, but whatever the case, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that as well. Uh, like I said, you're going to find this movement in uh, the political arenas. Okay, so you will find the, that New Age beliefs are being espoused by all types of uh, well-known political figures. In fact, you'll even find some New Age uh, beliefs in our president. You know, you've heard it said that he carries around a little uh, Hanuman uh, monkey god in his pocket, okay, which is more of a Hindu symbol. Uh, but uh, the president makes many comments that tie into the uh, New Age worldview. By the way, N New Age, okay, there is no single one leader, okay? Uh, there is no single prophet. They embrace many prophets. And uh, you'll find within this movement that there is even so much disagreement on who's an authoritative prophet and who isn't an authoritative prophet. This movement embraces wholeheartedly uh, tolerance and uh, relativism. So what is true for you might not necessarily be true for me. What path is right for you might not necessarily be the right path for me. So there are, uh, you've heard it said, there are many paths to 
their end goal in this faith, which we'll talk about a little bit more as we go here. Uh, and many of, of the groups that you see right now that are pushing uh, religious tolerance uh, have as their foundation, or at least a strong influence, pieces and parts of this New Age movement. Uh, you'll find this in the marketplace. I, I listen to gasp of horror. I listen to tons of internet marketing and uh, small business type podcasts <laughs> because, you know, I am a small business owner. I do a lot of that. I hear from so many of these different podcasts that they are totally open to new age influences. There are so many businesses out there that uh, will embrace meditation. They'll have different types of, of workshops where they'll They'll meditate. They offer a lot of these businesses offer yoga. Uh, many of them will offer uh, positive thinking type workshops where they'll get together and uh, there will be somewhat of a teaching that is similar to uh, Rhonda Burns. Is it Rhonda Burns? Uh, her book, The Secret, basically the law of attraction. If you go into the Christian church, it's often referred to as positive confession, but this move, you know, that, that particular belief comes straight from the new age. That's not a Christian belief. Uh, you'll find new age in education. Oh, this one gets me the most. Well, maybe not the most. Uh, they're all pretty disturbing, but you will find New Age practices in our public schools. I know this from firsthand experience. Uh, I install security systems in uh, many different schools, uh, spanning across several different school districts. And I have personally been inside schools. I'm not joking, guys, and I've mentioned this before where I have seen where they have taken a troubled kid into the office. He's having problems. He's acting up in class and they'll sit him down in the nurse's office and teach him how to meditate. But it gets worse. They'll teach this child. Again, I am not joking. I'm not making this up. They will teach this child how to communicate with his spirit guides while he's in a state of meditation. Now, if that doesn't make you want to pull your hair out and run around, I mean, just go nuts. I don't know what, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what will. I, I, I was coming out of my skin when I saw this. And, and it, it, this is happening, guys. This is happening all over the nation. Um, so, yes, this movement has even made it into our schools. My wife, when she was going to college, uh, was offered a class on yoga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm sorry. The college system is kind of a racket nowadays, is it not? I mean, come on. You, you, to get some of your credits, you have the option of taking a class and spending thousands of dollars. You know, these classes are not cheap. To get your credits, you learn how to meditate and stretch and do yoga and uh, reach that inner divinity, that God within inside of you, while you're doing the sal salutation to the sun pose and all these other uh, yoga poses that uh, help one. Again, guys, I've done a series on yoga and helps one uh, both 
connect with Hindu gods, connect with the god with inside you, and also align your chakras. We'll get into that a little bit in this series, but if you want more on that, check out my series on yoga. Align your chakras and awaken that kundalini serpent spirit at the base of your spine so that it can spiral up your spine and burst out of your forehead right where you should have the uh, uh, New Age concept of a third eye, and it'll burst out your forehead you know, just think of uh, of those Egyptian crowns that you've seen in some pictures where there's like this uh, crown with a snake coming out of that, that third eye region of the forehead. Same idea. Uh, and then this snake uh, makes union uh, with the divine, kind of a, a, a very sexual type union. Again, if you want more on that, check out my series on yoga. A little bit disturbing. There is no such thing as Christian yoga. If you have yoga in your churches, guys, check that series out. That is a big deal. Uh, this is a new age practice, uh, and and it is being brought right into the churches and embraced. And oh well, we're going to do yoga, and we're going to do it the Christian way, guys. I'm okay with you doing stretches, stretching and breathing is all good, uh, but yoga is something else entirely. It is stretching. It is doing particular stretches that A, give uh, glory and honor to particular uh, uh, Hindu gods or spirit beings while you're repeating mantras in your mind and trying to empty your mind. Uh, meditation, again, uh, meditation does not belong in the church either. God's word says, yeah, meditate on his word. As in you fill your mind, not empty your mind. Uh, when you, many of you know that I have a history in the occult, okay? Uh, uh, check out my series on Wicca, where I talk, where I talk about how I went down a path into witchcraft. Well, friends, that path started with the New Age. Yes, uh, I discovered a few books in one of my brother's rooms. I stole these books. I read them. Uh, one of them was by Edgar Casey, a New Ager. We'll talk about him a little bit later in this series. Uh, a couple other of these books were really keying in on uh, ESP, extrasensory perception. ESP covers all kinds of stuff from uh, channeling spirits, uh, moving stuff with your mind, telekinesis, clairvoyance, you know, uh, um, telepathy. I mean, it just goes on and on. ESP, extrasensory percep perception. That is a another new age uh, process, uh, new age belief system. ESP often finds itself in more scientific circles. So yeah, the new age even penetrates uh, the sciences, okay? Um, but anyway, in that process of going down this road towards, you know, the, the occult, starting with little lighthearted, whims whimsical, kissing bunny rabbits and skipping through the forest type practices of ESP, and it spiraled and it got worse and worse and worse. Things just went darker and darker and darker. But in that process, uh, somewhere in there, as you know, I finished off these three books and then started going out to the local bookstore, Hastings, I think it was called, and started buying more New Age books, books on magic and New Age. And uh, I kept hearing over and over about emptying your mind so that you could, uh, one of the things you could do, was communicate with these spirits. Guys, when you empty your mind, something 
will fill it. Uh, this, I know, this is a subject that I generally don't touch on too much. Um, most apologist-type guys will not because they're like, wow, that's getting a little too wacky. But I will because I have been there. When you empty your mind, spirits will come in. Okay, it is a very dangerous thing to be practicing uh, Christian meditation and Christian yoga because spirits will talk to you, as we've seen in uh, more of the hyper charismatic crowds, um, where they will practice the silence, okay, uh, marinating. In, in the Holy Spirit, these types of things, and you'll empty your mind, and then you'll start hearing what you think is the Holy Spirit speaking to you, all right? And it's usually 99% biblical, <laughs> and that's how it starts, friends. That's where a spirit starts speaking to you, and it is not the Holy Spirit uh, do I believe, uh, and I've covered this so many times in podcast past, uh, do I believe that the Holy Spirit can communicate to you? Uh, yes, uh, in a providential way. But but no, nobody nowadays hears this audible voice of the Lord saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Hey, this is your next step. I, the Lord, say this, you know, and, and Jesus shows up in your living room in the morning and has a cup of coffee with you uh, and tells you what you need to do. Uh, these people out there that say, God told me this and God told me that danger, danger, Will Robinson danger. Uh, I don't want to stand in front of God on that day. And he looks at me with a stern look and says, you said, I said, what? I mean, think about that for a minute. You're putting you, anybody out there who, who says these types of things, you're putting words in God's mouth. That is a dangerous thing. In the Old Testament, these people were called prophets. And when they got something wrong, uh, they were to be stoned. That's how serious this is. Uh, you don't take that kind of stuff lightly. Uh, when you get an unction, you get a feeling, and then you all of a sudden say, the Lord told you, oh, danger, watch out. You are in big trouble at that point. Uh, so, wow, I've, I think I've somehow managed to get off into a massive rabbit trail. <laughs> Whatever the case, uh, yes. Uh, I think the last thing I was really talking about in my outline here was that it's th this new age is penetrating uh, education. Uh, my next point was it is penetrating the church, and I think I somehow managed to touch on that as well. Uh, these practices, and I'm really going to get into this a little bit later in the podcast, but these practices, these new age beliefs are everywhere infiltrating our church. Uh, you know, I just did a series with uh, Warren Smith on Sarah Young's book, Jesus Calling. That's a new age book. And uh, we barely covered just a small portion of the stuff he talks about in his book, Another Jesus Calling. When you go through Sarah Young's book, which she also based and was inspired on another book that didn't even claim to be Christian uh, called God Calling, which openly said it was a channeled book. It was channeled from some being that thought it was God. Okay. And Sarah Young throughout her book, everywhere throughout her book uses new age terminology. Guys, she's throwing the hand signs. All right. She's, she's claiming 
<laughs> if you're an ex-gangster, you'll know what I'm saying. Uh, she, she's claiming a gang. Everywhere throughout her book is New Age terminology masked in a, a Christian backdrop. But it really is nothing but New Age practices. Danger, danger, danger. Watch out for this stuff. All right. So uh, let's talk about some of the beliefs of the New Age movement. All right. So God, who is God to the New Age? And and like I said before, there is no uh, authoritative one source that you can go to. They don't have like the Bible. You know, they don't have a set of scriptures. They have many different prophets, many different authoritative sources. A lot of times these authoritative sources contradict each other. You know, my spirits, my ascended master said this, that, and the other. And, you know, and then another one says something completely different. Okay. So you'll find within this ultra tolerant, uh, very uh, universalistic, all roads lead to enlightenment type faith you're going to find that a lot of this varies and differs and you know new agers have their favorite teachers and you know so there's many different paths you can take but for the most part when you look at the new age and you speak this is going to be as i go through these different beliefs this is a very broad brush so when you get to know a new ager and i'm can guarantee that just about every one of you out there does know a New Ager, probably many of them, uh, they will have their own more specified, fine-tuned set of beliefs. So you really got to talk to them and find out specifically what they believe, uh, you know, if you want to address that. But whatever the case, most of them believe concerning God uh, that there is no personal God, Okay. There's no personal God. The God of the Bible does not exist to the New Age. Uh, they do believe, many of them believe in more of a cosmic force. So perhaps what you might find in uh, the Star Wars films, there's this impersonal force out there. But you're also going to find that that divinity, that impersonal God force out there also is within all of us. All right? So... We've all seen that cheesy uh, sticker on the back of many people's cars. It says "Namaste," you know, and you can just you just see the hippies waving their arms in the air. Um, <laughs> what that means is the divine in me blesses the divine in you. All right, uh, the New Age believes that there is a basically that we're all part of God. We are all God. Does that make sense? There is this pantheistic uh, view, pantheistic again, uh, that that all is God. And so, uh, just like Benjamin Krem, uh, a very prominent uh, New Age teacher right now, Benjamin Krem said this, he, he basically said that you are God, I am God, this microphone is God, this table is God, all is God. And so when you look throughout this movement, you get this concept, this feeling, this impression that uh, we are all God and through meditative practices, yoga, and, and many other occult practices that you're going to find in this group, we are tuning the vibration of our bodies from a lower vibra vibration to a higher vibration. We are attempting to rediscover 
the godness in each of us, our own divinity. Which, friends, I have, I'm sorry, sometimes I do uh, inadvertently mock or laugh at some belief systems, and I apologize. I, I, I catch myself sometimes doing that. But when I look at the mirror, I can't help but laugh with, as I think about these belief systems and think that someone could believe that they are God. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting old. My hair's turning gray. I'm wearing glasses. My eyes keep getting worse and worse. There's no spark of divinity there. I can't control the weather. Uh, I can't speak a universe into existence. When I catch a cold, as I've had for two weeks, I can't will myself better. Uh, I, I take all kinds of supplements and drink lots of water and get lots of sleep, but in no way am I in some way a god who has power over these things. And and and. Nobody else is either. I can't go to work and get called out on a service call and work on somebody's security system and just command the system to obey me. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, but no. And, and it's interesting, too, because even the most advanced New Ager out there who basically in their own mind feels that they have pretty much made it. They've pretty much reached an enlightened state where... You know, they've got control of everything. None of them live consistently with this belief system. When their car breaks, they cannot just simply raise a hand and command that car to work. When they start feeling that tickle in the back of the throat and know a cold is coming on, they cannot command that cold to go away and achieve instant results. Uh, when they start feeling that they're... they're <laughs> getting older and their body is doing things that they wish it wouldn't have done. Um, they cannot just simply exercise their godhood and command that sickness or I'm, I'm sorry, you know, the whatever body ailment, ailment affiliated and associated with their age, they can't just command it to be healed or go away. They can't command the weather. They can't go stand on the beach and stop a tsunami from coming in. You know what I'm saying? So if they are gods, or, or rather part of God, what, what does that even mean anymore? I mean, what, what kind of God are we dealing with here if you have no power? I mean, hasn't that completely cheapened uh, and, and really just destroyed the concept of God? Who is God if he is not all-powerful, outside of space and time, all-knowing, uh, transcending all that we see, all that we know, and is in total control of everything? The New, new Age has embraced something that really started in the garden. If you turn to Genesis chapter 3... Verse 1, let me read this really quick. This New Age movement is an age-old lie, and it starts in the garden. Uh, it really had its resurgence in the 1700s, and we'll talk about that a little bit, with Swedenborgian 
Borgianism, good grief, that's hard to say, Swedenborgianism, uh, uh, Swedenborg. Uh, now, anyway, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall surely not die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. All right, so, and he tricked the woman, Eve, into eating off of that tree. The New Age really is embracing that original lie of Satan in the garden. Okay? Ye shall be as gods. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about some other concepts that you see here as Satan is interacting with Eve. What do we see here? He says, Yea, hath God said? Okay. First of all, he's questioning the word of God. You know, did God really say that? Come on. All right. And you see that. That is a philosophy, a concept throughout the New Age. When they look at the Bible, they basically look at it and say, maybe not exactly, yea, hath God said? As in, come on. God didn't write that book. That's just a book filled with the writings of men. And then Satan says, ye shall surely not die. Okay, what, now what? He contradicts the word of God. All right, that's not true. And then you look over at the New Age movement, and that's exactly right. They look at the Bible, and they say, there is no heaven and hell. Uh, these moral absolutes that you guys speak of, homosexuality is okay. It's okay to lie sometimes. It's okay to steal sometimes. Uh, you know, moral relativism. There really is no absolute rights and wrongs. And, you know, the Bible says that, that Jesus is going to return one day in judgment. No, he's not coming back. Okay? And so they have that same mentality. And then lastly... Satan says this, For God doth know that in the day ye, ye eat thereof, and your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. All right? Satan adds to the word of God. And so you look throughout the New Age movement, and you find that all of these people, uh, you know, like the book God Calling, and the book Jesus Calling, and Neil, Neil Donald Walsh's book, uh, uh, Conversations with God. I think that's the title of it. I might have just butchered it. but uh, And on and on it goes. Uh, Madam P. Blavatsky has put words in God's mouth. Alice Bailey has put words in God's mouth. All of these different various prophets, in air quotes, uh, that are part of the New Age movement have added to the word of God. They have questioned it, they've contradicted it, and they've added to it. Uh, so, anyway, getting back to the idea that we are all God. We are all part of this concept, this impersonal force called God. All right? Uh, I'll, I'll also 
there is often uh, a male and female polarity concept as far as this idea of divinity goes, God, uh, yin, yang. Uh, I haven't really talked about yin, yang much yet. And so what about Jesus? Uh, Jesus, he is, uh, again, you're not going to find unanimous opinion on Jesus in the New Age movement, but uh, many teachers believe that he is a man who achieved or evolved into the status of an ascended master. What is an ascended master? Uh, Ascended masters are believed to be spiritually enlightened beings who, in the past incarnations, were ordinary humans, but who have undergone a series of spiritual transformations originally called initiations. They're, They're people who used to be people, but through occult practices and these initiations have evolved into almost like a god-like state. When you look at the many gods of Hinduism, or when you look at the many saints of Catholicism, it's very similar concepts. It's people who have uh, distinguished themselves and have, through occult practices, have ascended the ranks, have raised that vibration level of their spirit, right? To a point where they have become this ascended being, this ascended master. Uh, and this concept will come up many more times as we work through this series. Um, these ascended masters oftentimes will be channeled by different new agers. Um, the, and I've, and I've talked about ascended masters in many well, not too many, but some podcasts in the past, there's so many of these various supposed ascended masters, like this Lord Maitreya. Uh, there is Dijwa Kul. He's kind of a cool guy. Uh, there is uh, the Tibetan, um, Saint Germain, Sananda Emmanuel, who is... <sighs> an ascended master who claims to be Jesus, since we're talking about Jesus. Uh, in fact, he claims that he'll come back someday. This Sananda, Emmanuel, who will correct all of those really confused followers and their strange, uh, distorted, and corrupted Bible. He's going to correct all of us. Uh, oddly enough, this Sananda Emmanuel, many of his pictures look just like those old Catholic pictures of Jesus. Um, huh. Uh, you know, who knows? Who really knows is what's going to go down during this great deception that is coming? We do know a great deception is coming. And it's going to be a deception that really catches the world off guard. And it's going to be good. Okay, I have no clue how it's going to all play out. I really don't. Um, but perhaps, perhaps there is a great uh, a New Age type convergence type deal that, that goes down where, hey, we do know that, that this Antichrist, craft will prosper in his hands. And we see so much about the Antichrist where he embraces what really looks like New Age beliefs and practices. Which would make per- perfect sense because the New Age movement, again, is really strong on tolerance. And this one world religion that has to come, um, I don't know for sure, but it seems to me like it would have to have some kind of a very tolerant foundation where beliefs from all around the world could still somehow snap in like a Lego on an overall big, 
Lego creation. All right, maybe that wasn't a very good analogy, but anyway, um, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh, and in and, and this worldview, in the end times, is very much so embracing occult practices. Uh, more on that as we progress here. Um, but whatever the case, Jesus is viewed as an evolved, ascended master. He, he's just a guy, right? He's just a guy that was born a normal life, but then through various occult practices and meditation, uh, managed to achieve Christ consciousness. Okay, so Jesus wasn't the Christ. He was just Jesus who achieved a Christ consciousness. That is a buzzword that you'll see uh, and hear throughout the New Age. Christ consciousness or God consciousness, cosmic consciousness, uh, and even higher consciousness. He realized the God within him. And so when you see that our corrupted and distorted, tongue-in-cheek, Bibles have Jesus making claims to divinity, that's all that's happening there. He reached his Christ consciousness and he's realizing the God within. Hmm. So really, all of us can reach uh, Christ consciousness. We can all uh, discover the God within us. Okay. Uh, Jesus did not die for our sins because the concept of sin is completely and totally, utterly rejected. All right. There is no sin. There is really no moral absolutes. There's no right and there's no wrong. In other words, it it could be right for you to run up to the first uh, baby you see on the the street and punch it in the face. I I mean, you know, it could be right for you to do that. It could be right for you to uh, force yourself sexually on another person. It could be morally right to steal or to kill or to lie. There are no moral absolutes. Of course, New Agers don't really see the contradiction in their worldview. Uh, you know, you, you, you sit down next to a New Ager and watch the news uh, on any given night, and as they view various things that are going on in the world, they will... <laughs> New Agers usually have very strong opinions. They will um, cry foul. And say, that's wrong. And that person should be locked away. I can't believe that person did that. That's so wrong. A new ager will uh, hear about a rape and be outright angry about it. They'll hear about a murder and be outright angry about it. But ultimately, if they're consistent with their worldview, they really shouldn't be. Because they claim that there are no moral absolutes. There is no sin. There is no absolute standard by which we are held accountable too. They do believe in karma, believe it or not, which is such an elusive concept, really. Think about it. Here we have no moral absolutes, but yet there is some way, somehow, some set of cosmic rules uh, in the sense that when you put out bad karma or good karma, it affects you in your next life and sometimes affects you right away or somehow through your life now. If there is no personal God, what is managing this karma, the the execution of uh, uh, the karma and how it applies in your life? Who who made those rules and who's governing those rules? Who is policing those rules? And yet there is no moral absolutes. 
It really doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. So there is no sin. There is no salvation. Unless by salvation you mean reincarnation. They do embrace reincarnation, which usually when a group embraces karma, they're going to embrace reincarnation. Uh, That idea that after you die, um, you just get reborn. Okay, so you'll actually, you might see some onks amongst the New Age movement. Are you, you guys know what an onk is? It's like a cross uh, with a loop at the top. Uh, at the head of the cross where Jesus' head should be, there is actually a loop. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you die and you go up and you kind of woo and you loop around and now you're back alive again. Uh, you have been reincarnated and depending on your good and bad karma, you are affected in your next life. You might be reincarnated as a homeless person or as a grasshopper or a cow or a rat or just whatever, okay? Or you might be reincarnated into some really good Buddhist or Hindu family where you'll have access to uh, a guru and lots of meditation time and suddenly you will achieve in that lifetime, oh, you'll make it to the ascended master status. You'll transcend, you will uh, reach a higher vibration, you will discover your Christ consciousness, whatever. Okay? Uh, I've already kind of talked about this, but the Bible uh, is at best a collection of writings that are slightly inspired, but are filled with esoteric, mystical, more Gnostic type information. So uh, a New Ager, when approaching the Bible with this philosophy or standpoint. They're not going to read the straightforward, plain reading of the text. No, they're going to read into everything. They're going to find some weird, uh, predetermined conclusion that they've already come to, right? They're going to find that in the text one way or another. If they got to torture, beat, twist that text, they're going to find a way to prove their point. And they're going to use whatever at their disposal to make that happen. So you'll find sometimes they'll use uh, etymology, which is uh, the study of origin of words, where you'll take the origin of a particular word and you'll break it down. You'll take this word, right? And you'll break it down into its word parts. And you'll look at each of the etymological, is that even a word, uh, um, uh, definitions of these different different little parts of the word and come up with your... A, a new meaning for what the text is actually saying by going for these word parts. Etymology is kind of interesting. Sometimes there is some really insightful things that you can find out by looking at these um, origins of words. <clears throat> On the other hand, you can look at the origins of words and look at the different word parts and find that really it doesn't have a whole lot of... Uh, um, basis in reality as far as what that word really means now or what it was used as back then. There's just, there's so many ways that you can twist and tweak the scriptures. They'll also utilize things like uh, gametria. Uh, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Gematria, I'm not really sure exactly how to pronounce it. Um, some people would say numerology. Um, this is, a, again, a very new age practice where you'll take numbers um, and you can add them together, you subtract them, you divide them, you do all these fun little math games and come up with meanings, whole new meanings for text by using numbers. All right, so you can, uh, uh, Hebrew and Greek, each letter 
has a numerical value. Have you ever heard this before? Interesting stuff. So you can take a particular text and count the value of a particular sentence and then divine, come up with some funny new meaning for the what's being said there that is not at all what the plain, obvious, clear reading of the text is. They'll take uh, people's names in the texts and the meaning of that name, and then completely twist what is being said there in that text. Uh, They'll take names of cities, towns. Uh, See what I'm saying? They'll take a particular teaching of Jesus and look at it in light of some mystical, funny beliefs that you'll find within the New Age. You might add a dash of what an ascended master said over here and what was channeled over there. And next thing you know, voila, you've got a whole new thing coming from scripture. So at best, the scriptures is just a loose collection of semi-inspired writings that can be used in an esoteric, almost Kabbalistic uh, way to prove whatever pet doctrine you want. Unfortunately, you'll find this across the board in many different um, worldviews where they'll go to the Bible. It's funny that they do see the all these worldviews seem to somehow nonchalantly recognize the authority of the Bible, but then they'll go into the Bible and find a new way to prove their point. You know, you torture the text long enough and hard enough, you'll get it to confess anything. So uh, that's kind of their view of the Bible. Uh, At worst, uh, many New Agers also subscribe to an idea that the Bible has nothing inspired about it. It's a collection of writings that are written by men for the strict purposes of deceiving and enslaving the masses. Uh, It's all about a power grab. It's just another mythology that tries to rope in a whole bunch of people and get them to tithe a bunch of their money and then control them and exert your authority over the world. Um, Yikes. Uh, unfortunately, you do see a little bit of that going on in the Catholic Church and many other churches, mega churches, uh, fleecing the flock. So I could see why some people might come to that conclusion, unfortunately. So I'm pretty much at the 45 minute point. And I think I've, I've reached a really good point to stop as well. Uh, you have a decent idea of what this New Age movement is. And I think many of you already had an idea where this was going to go when you started. Um, in the next podcast, I'm going to get into the history of this New Age movement. How did it come to be? Who are some of the authoritative voices out there in this New Age movement? And that's going to be very useful uh, when you're looking around and you're hearing uh, people quoting these characters. You're going to know where this is coming from. You're going to understand a little bit more about where they're getting their information. Then we're going to get into uh, New Age practices a little bit closer and define and and look at many, a whole bunch of different New Age practices, uh, occult practices, really and define what they are and um, a little bit how they're used. Uh, That's going to be useful as well because many of these practices, unfortunately, are starting to find their way into churches across the nation. So anyway, I'll stop right there, friends. If this is your first time listening to Youth Apologetics Training, uh, on my website, youthapologeticstraining.com, I have a podcast archive. And there are hundreds, uh, I don't even know, at this point, like 600 podcasts, something like that, in there. It's all free. You can just download whatever you want, 
Uh, it's all for you guys. And it's, it's on subjects all across the board as far as worldviews, Bible difficulties, um, apologetics, occult topics, creation and evolution. There's a lot in there on creation and evolution. I love that topic. And so, yeah, it's all free and it's all for you guys. I'm building on it every week, adding new stuff. So uh, check that out and uh, download whatever you want. <laughs> so with that, I love you guys and we'll see you next week.